Part One of Book Three of Laws by Plato, translated by Benjamin Jowett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Geoffrey Edwards. Part One of Book Three. Athenian Stranger. Enough of this, and what then is to be regarded as the origin of government will not a man be able to judge best from a point of view in which he may behold the progress of states and their transitions to good or evil cleinias what do you mean athenian stranger i mean that he might watch them from the point of view of time and observe the changes which take place in them during infinite ages cleinias how is that athenian stranger why do you think that you can reckon the time which has elapsed since cities first existed and men were citizens of them cleinias hardly athenian stranger but you are sure that it must be vast and incalculable cleinias quite true athenian stranger and have there not been thousands and thousands of cities which have come into being and perished during this period and has not every place had endless forms of government and been sometimes rising and at other times falling and again improving or waning cleinias certainly athenian stranger let us endeavour to ascertain the cause of these changes for that will probably explain the first origin and succession of states cleinias very good you shall endeavour to impart your thoughts to us and we will make an effort to understand you athenian stranger do you believe that there is any truth in ancient traditions cleinias what traditions athenian stranger the traditions about the many destructions of mankind which have been occasioned by deluges and diseases and in many other ways and of the preservation of a remnant cleinias every one is disposed to believe them athenian stranger let us imagine one of them i will take the famous one which was caused by a deluge cleinias what are we to think about that athenian stranger i mean to say that those who then escaped would only be hill shepherds small sparks of the human race preserved on the tops of mountains cleinias clearly athenian stranger such survivors would necessarily be unacquainted with the arts of those who live in cities and with the various devices which are suggested to them by interest or ambition and all the wrongs which they contrive against one another cleinias very true athenian stranger let us suppose then that the cities in the plain and on the sea-coast were utterly destroyed at that time cleinias let us suppose that athenian stranger would not all implements perish and every other excellent invention of political or any other sort of wisdom utterly fail at that time 
cleinias why yes my friend and if things had always continued as they are at present ordered how could any discovery have ever been made even in the least particular for it is evident that the arts were unknown during thousands and thousands of years and no more than a thousand or two thousand years have elapsed since the discoveries of daedalus orpheus and palamedes since marcius and olympus invented music and amphion the lyre not to speak of numberless other inventions which are but of yesterday athenian stranger have you forgotten cleinias the name of a friend who is really of yesterday cleinias i suppose that you mean epimenides athenian stranger the same my friend for his ingenuity does indeed far overleap the heads of all your great men what hesiod had theorized about long before he converted into a fact as you declare cleinias yes that is our tradition athenian stranger after the great destruction may we not suppose that the state of man was something of this sort there was a fearful illimitable desert and a vast expanse of land a herd or two of oxen would be the only survivors of the animal world and there might be a few goats hardly enough to support the life of those who tended them in the beginning of things cleinias true athenian stranger and of cities or governments or legislation about which we are now talking do you suppose that they could have any recollection at all cleinias they could not athenian stranger and out of this state of things has there not sprung all that we now are and have cities and governments and arts and laws and a great deal of vice and a great deal of virtue cleinias what do you mean athenian stranger why my good friend how can we possibly suppose that those who knew nothing of all the good and evil of cities could have attained their full development whether of virtue or of vice cleinias i understand your meaning and you are quite right athenian stranger but as time advanced and the race multiplied the world came to be what the world is cleinias very true athenian stranger doubtless the change was not made all in a moment but little by little during a very long period of time cleinias that is to be supposed athenian stranger at first they would have a natural fear ringing in their ears which would prevent their descending from the heights into the plain cleinias of course athenian stranger the fewness of the survivors would make them desirous of intercourse with one another but then the means of travelling either by land or sea would have been almost entirely lost as i may say with the loss of the arts and there would be great difficulty in getting at one another for iron and brass and all metals would have become confused and would have disappeared nor would there be any possibility of extracting them and they would have no means of felling timber 
even if you suppose that some implements might have been preserved in the mountains they would quickly have worn out and disappeared and there would be no more of them until the art of metallurgy had again revived cleinias there could not have been athenian stranger in how many generations would this be attained cleinias clearly not for many generations athenian stranger during this period and for some time afterwards all the arts which require iron and brass and the like would disappear cleinias certainly athenian stranger faction and war would also have died out in those days and for many reasons cleinias how would that be athenian stranger in the first place the desolation of these primitive men would create in them a feeling of affection and friendship towards one another and in the second place they would have no occasion to fight for their subsistence for they would have pasture in abundance except just at first and in some particular cases on this pasture land they would mostly support life in that primitive age having plenty of milk and flesh and procuring other food by the chase not to be despised either in quantity or quality they would also have abundance of clothing and bedding and dwellings and utensils either capable of standing on the fire or not for the plastic and weaving arts do not require any use of iron god has given these two arts to man in order to provide him with necessaries that when reduced to their last extremity the human race may still grow and increase hence in those days there was no great poverty nor was poverty a cause of difference among men and rich they could not be if they had no gold and silver and such at that time was their condition and the community which has neither poverty nor riches will always have the noblest principles there is no insolence or injustice nor again are there any contentions or envyings among them and therefore they were good and also because of what would be termed the simplicity of their natures for what they heard of the nature of good and evil in their simplicity they believed to be true and practised no one had the wit to suspect another of a falsehood as men do now but what they heard about gods and men they believed to be true and lived accordingly and therefore they were in all respects such as we have described them cleinias that quite accords with my views and with those of my friend here athenian stranger would not many generations living on in this way although ruder perhaps and more ignorant of the arts generally and in particular of those of land or naval warfare and likewise of other arts termed in cities legal practices and party conflicts and including all conceivable ways of hurting one another in word and deed although inferior to those who lived before the deluge or to the men of our day in these respects would they not i say be simpler and more manly and also more temperate and in general more just 
the reason of this has been already explained cleinias very true athenian stranger i should wish you to understand that what has preceded and what is about to follow has been and will be said with the intention of explaining what need the men of that time had of laws and who was their lawgiver cleinias and very well said athenian stranger they could hardly have wanted lawgivers as yet nothing of that sort was likely to have existed in those days for they had no letters at this early stage they lived according to custom and the laws of their fathers as they are termed cleinias probably athenian stranger but there was already existing a form of government which if i am not mistaken is generally termed a lordship and this still remains in many places both among hellenes and barbarians and is the government which is declared by homer to have prevailed among the cyclops Quote, they have neither councils nor judgments but they dwell in hollow rocks on the tops of high mountains and every one is the judge of his wife and children and they do not trouble themselves about one another cleinias that must be a charming poet of yours i have read some other verses of his which are very clever but i do not know much of him for foreign poets are not much read among the cretans megalos but they are in lacedaemon and he appears to be the prince of them all the manner of life however which he describes is not spartan but rather ionian and he seems quite to confirm what you are saying carrying back the ancient state of mankind to barbarism in his legend athenian stranger yes and we may accept his witness to the fact that there was a time when primitive societies existed cleinias very true athenian stranger and did not such states spring out of single habitations and families who were scattered and thinned in the devastations and among them the eldest ruled because government originated with them in the authority of a father and mother whom like a flock of birds they followed forming one troop under the patriarchal rule and sovereignty of their parents which of all sovereignties is the most just cleinias very true athenian stranger after this they came together in greater numbers and increased the size of their cities and betook themselves to husbandry first of all at the foot of the mountains and made enclosures of loose walls and works of defence in order to keep off wild beasts thus creating a single large and common habitation cleinias yes that was probably the way athenian stranger there is another thing which would probably happen cleinias what is that athenian stranger when these larger habitations grew up out of the lesser original ones each of the lesser ones would survive in the larger every family would be under the rule of the eldest and owing to their separation from one another would have peculiar customs about the gods and themselves 
which they would have received from their several parents who had educated them and these customs would incline them to order when the parents had the element of order in them and to courage when they had the element of courage in them and they would naturally stamp upon their children and upon their children's children their own institutions and as we are saying they would find their way into the larger society having already their own peculiar laws cleinias certainly athenian stranger and every man surely likes his own laws best and the laws of others not so well cleinias true athenian stranger then now we seem to have stumbled upon the beginnings of legislation cleinias exactly athenian stranger the next step will be that these persons who meet together must choose some arbiters who will inspect the laws of all of them and will publicly present such of them as they approve to the chiefs who lead the tribes and are in a manner their kings and will give them the choice of them these will themselves be called legislators and will appoint magistrates framing some sort of aristocracy or perhaps monarchy out of the dynasties or lordships and in this altered state of the government they will live cleinias that would certainly be the regular order athenian stranger then now let us speak of a third form of the state in which all other forms and conditions of polities and cities concur cleinias and what is that athenian stranger that which homer has pointed out as the third form which succeeds the second he founded dardania he says quote, for the holy ilium had not as yet been built on the plain to be a city of articulately speaking men but they were still dwelling at the foot of many fountained ida Close quote. for indeed in these verses and in what he said of the cyclops he speaks the words of god and nature for the inspiration of poets is divine and often in their strains by the aid of the muses and the graces they attain truth cleinias yes athenian stranger then now let us proceed with the rest of our tale which will probably be found to illustrate in some degree our proposed design shall we do so cleinias by all means athenian stranger ilium was built when they had descended from the mountain in a large and fair plain on a sort of low hill watered by many rivers descending from ida cleinias that is what they say athenian stranger that we must suppose to have taken place many ages after the deluge cleinias yes many ages must have elapsed athenian stranger a marvellous forgetfulness of the former destruction would appear to have come over them when they placed their town right under numerous streams flowing from the heights and trusting for security to not very high hills either cleinias there must have been a long interval that is evident athenian stranger and as men increased in number 
many other cities would begin to be built on the plain? Cleinias, doubtless, Athenian stranger. Those cities made war against Troy, by sea as well as by land, for at that time men were ceasing to be afraid of the sea. Cleinias, that is clear. Athenian stranger, the Achaeans remained ten years and overthrew Troy. Cleinias, true. Athenian stranger, and during the ten years in which the Achaeans were besieging Ilium, the homes of the besiegers were falling into an evil plight. Their youth revolted, and when the soldiers returned to their own cities and families, they did not receive them properly, and as they ought to have done, and numerous deaths, murders, exiles were the consequence. The exiles came again under a new name, no longer Achaeans, but Dorians, a name which they derived from Dorius, who was the assembler of them. The rest of the story is told by you Lacedaemonians as part of the history of Sparta. Megalos, certainly, Athenian stranger. Thus, after digressing from the original subject of laws into music and drinking bouts, the argument has, as if by inspiration, returned to the same point, and presents to us another handle of discourse. For we have come to the settlement of Lacedaemon, which, as you truly say, is in laws and institutions the sister of Crete. And we are all the better for the digression, because we have gone through various states and settlements, and have beheld a first, second, and third state in their origins, succeeding one another in infinite time and continuous. And now there appears on the horizon a fourth state or nation, which was once in process of settlement, and still remains settled. If, out of all these, we are able to discern what is well or ill-settled, and what laws are the salvation or destruction of cities, and what changes would make a state happy, O Megalos and Cleinias, at this point we may begin again, unless we have some reason to find fault with what has preceded. Megalos, if some god-stranger would promise us that our new inquiry about legislation will be as good and full as the last, I would go a long way to hear such another, and would think that the longest day, and we are now approaching the summer solstice, was too short for the discussion. Athenian stranger, then I suppose that we must consider this subject. Megalos, certainly. Athenian stranger, let us place ourselves in thought at that moment when Lacedaemon and Argos and Messene and the other countries were all in complete subjection, Megalos, to your ancestors. For at a later date, as the legend informs us, they divided their army into three portions and settled three cities, Argos and Messene and Lacedaemon. Megalos, true, Athenian stranger, Temenus was the king of Argos, Cresphontes of Messene, 
Procles and Eurysthenes of Lacedaemon. Megalos, of course. Athenian stranger. To these kings all the men of that day made oath that they would assist them if any one subverted their kingdom. Megalos, true. Athenian stranger. But can a kingdom be destroyed? Or was any other form of government ever destroyed by any but the rulers themselves? Surely not. Have we forgotten what has just been laid down? Megalos. No. Athenian stranger. And may we not now further confirm what was then said, for we have come upon facts which have brought us back again to the principle, so that, in resuming the discussion, we shall not be inquiring about an empty theory, but about events which actually happened. The case was as follows. Three royal heroes made oath to three cities which were under a kingly government, each to the other that both rulers and subjects should govern and be governed according to the laws which were common to all of them. On the one hand, as time and the race went forward, the rulers promised that they would not make their rule more arbitrary. On the other hand, the subjects said that, if the rulers observed these conditions, they would never subvert or permit others to subvert those kingdoms, but that the kings would assist kings and peoples when injured, and that peoples would assist peoples and kings in like manner. Is not this true? Megalos. Certainly. Athenian stranger. And these three states, to whom laws were given, whether by their kings or by any others, had this very great security for their constitutions? Megalos. What security? Athenian stranger. That the other two states were always to come to the rescue against a rebellious third. Megalos. True. Athenian stranger. Many persons say that legislators ought to impose such laws as the mass of the people will be ready to receive. But this is just as if one were to command gymnastic masters or physicians to treat or cure their pupils or patients in an agreeable manner. Megalos. Exactly. Athenian stranger whereas the physician may often be too happy if he can restore health and make the body whole without any very great infliction of pain. Megalos. Certainly. Athenian stranger. There was also another advantage possessed by the men of that day, which greatly lightened the task of passing laws. Megalos. What was that? Athenian stranger. The legislators of that day, when they equalized property, escaped the great accusation which generally arises in legislation. If a person attempts to disturb the possession of land, to get rid of debts, because he sees that without this there can never be any real equality. Now, in general, when the legislator attempts to make a new settlement of such matters, everyone meets him with the cry, that he is not to disturb vested interests, declaring with imprecations that he is introducing agrarian law and abolition of debts, until a man is at his wit's end. 
whereas no one could quarrel with the dorians for distributing the land there was nothing to hinder them and as for debts they had none which were considerable or of old standing megalos very true athenian stranger but then my good friends why did the settlement and legislation of their country turn out so badly megalos how do you mean and for what do you blame them athenian stranger there were three kingdoms and of these two quickly corrupted their original constitution and laws and the only one which remained was the spartan megalos the question which you ask is not easily answered athenian stranger and yet must be answered when we are inquiring about laws which is our old man's sober game of play and beguiles the way as i said at first setting out on our journey megalos certainly and we must find out why this was athenian stranger what laws are more worthy of our attention than those which have regulated such cities or what cities or settlements are greater or more famous megalos i know of none athenian stranger can we doubt that they intended these institutions not only for the protection of peloponnesus but of all the hellenes in case they were attacked by the barbarian for the inhabitants of the region about ilium when they provoked by their insolence the trojan war relied upon the power of the assyrians and the empire of ninus which still subsisted and had a great prestige the people of those days fearing the united assyrian empire just as we now fear the great king and the second capture of troy was a serious offence on their part because troy was a portion of the assyrian empire to meet this danger the constitution of the single army distributed into three cities was devised by the royal brothers sons of heracles and far better ordered than the expedition against troy for in the first place they had as they thought in the heraclidae better leaders than the pelopidae in the next place they considered that this army was superior in valour to that which went against troy for although the latter conquered the trojans they were themselves conquered by the heraclidae archaeans by dorians may we not suppose that this was the intention with which the men of those days framed the constitutions of their states megalos quite true athenian stranger and would not men who had shared with one another many dangers and were governed by a single race of royal brothers and had taken the advice of oracles and in particular of the delphian oracle be likely to think that such an order would be permanent and lasting megalos of course they would athenian stranger yet these institutions of which such great expectations were entertained seem to have all rapidly vanished away with the exception as i was saying of that small part of them which existed in your land and this third part has never to this day ceased warring against the two others whereas 
if the original idea had been carried out and they had agreed to be one their power would have been invincible in war megalos certainly athenian stranger now what was the ruin of this great confederacy that is a subject well worthy of consideration megalos certainly no one will ever find more striking instances of laws or governments being the salvation or destruction of great and noble interests than are here presented to his view athenian stranger then now we seem to have happily arrived at a real and important question megalos very true athenian stranger did you never observe sage friend that men in general and we ourselves at this moment often fancy that they see some beautiful thing which might have effected wonders if they had only made a right use of it in some way or other and yet this mode of looking at things may turn out after all to be a mistake and not according to nature either in our own case or in any other megalos to what are you referring when you say this athenian stranger i was thinking of my own admiration of the aforesaid heraclide expedition which was so noble and might have had such wonderful results for the hellenes if only rightly used and i was just laughing at myself megalos but were you not right and wise in speaking as you did and we in assenting to you athenian stranger perhaps and yet i cannot help observing that any one who sees anything great or powerful immediately has this feeling if the owner only knew how to use his great and noble possession how happy would he be and what great results would he attain megalos and is not this again very right athenian stranger reflect in what point of view does this sort of praise appear just first in reference to the question in hand if the then commanders had known how to arrange their army properly how would they have attained success would not this have been the way they would have bound them all firmly together and preserved them for ever giving them freedom and dominion at pleasure combined with the power of doing in the whole world hellenic and barbarian whatever they and their descendants desired would not that have been their aim megalos very true athenian stranger suppose any one were in the same way to express his admiration at the sight of great wealth or family honour or anything of this sort he would praise them under the idea that through them he would attain either all or the greater and chief part of what he desires megalos yes that seems to be true athenian stranger well now and does not the argument show that there is one common desire of all mankind megalos what is that athenian stranger the desire which a man has that all things may come to pass in accordance with the will of his soul at any rate things human if not divine megalos certainly athenian stranger and as we ever desire this in youth 
and in manhood and in old age for this we cannot help always praying also megalos no doubt athenian stranger and we join in the prayers of our friends and ask for them what they ask for themselves megalos certainly athenian stranger dear is the son to the father the younger to the elder megalos of course athenian stranger and yet the son often prays to obtain things which the father prays that he may not obtain megalos when the son is young and foolish you mean athenian stranger yes and when the father in the dotage of age or the heat of youth having no sense of right and justice prays with fervour under the influence of feelings like those of theseus when he cursed the unfortunate hippolytus do you imagine that the son having a sense of right and justice will join in his father's prayers megalos i understand you to mean that a man should not desire or endeavour to have all things according to his wish while his wish is at variance with his reason every one of us whether individual or state ought to pray and endeavour that he may have wisdom athenian stranger yes and i remember and you will remember my saying at first that a statesman and legislator ought to ordain laws with a view to wisdom whereas you were saying that the good lawgiver ought to order all with a view to war and to this i replied that there were four virtues and that your regards were fixed on one of the four only but that you ought to regard all virtue and especially that which comes first and is the guide of all the rest that is to say wisdom and mind and opinion united with the affection and desire which waits upon them and now the argument returns to the same point and i say once more in jest if you like or in earnest if you like that the prayer of a fool is full of danger being likely to end in the opposite of what he desires and if you would rather receive my words in earnest i am willing that you should and you will find i suspect that they accord with the view which has been already urged that not cowardice was the cause of the ruin of the dorian kings and of their whole design nor ignorance of military matters either on the part of the rulers or of their subjects but the cause was the corrupting influence of the other vices and especially their ignorance of the most important human affairs that this was at that time and is still and always will be the case i will endeavour if you will allow me to make out and demonstrate to you who are my friends as the argument proceeds cleinias pray go on stranger compliments are troublesome but we will show not in word but in deed that we prize your words for we will give them our best attention and that is the way in which a gentleman expresses his approval megalos excellent cleinias and let us do as you say cleinias by all means if heaven wills go on athenian stranger well then proceeding in the same train of thought i say that the greatest ignorance was the ruin of that power 
and that now as then ignorance is ruin and if this be true the legislator must endeavour to implant wisdom in states and banish ignorance to the utmost of his power cleinias that is evident athenian stranger then now consider what is really the greatest ignorance i should like to know whether you and megalos would agree with me about this for my opinion is cleinias what athenian stranger that the greatest ignorance is when a man hates that which he nevertheless thinks to be good and noble and loves and embraces that which he knows to be unrighteous and evil this disagreement between the sense of pleasure and the judgment of reason in the soul is in my opinion the worst ignorance and the greatest too because affecting the greatest part of the human soul for the principle which feels pleasure and pain in the individual is like the multitude in a state and when the soul is opposed to knowledge or opinion or reason which are her natural lords that i call folly just as in the state when the mass of the people refuses to obey their rulers and the laws or again in the individual when fair reasonings have their habitation in the soul and yet do no good but rather the reverse of good all these cases i term the worst ignorance whether in individuals or states i am not speaking stranger as you will understand of the ignorance of handicraftsmen cleinias yes my friend we understand and agree athenian stranger let this then be our first declaration and assertion that the citizen who does not know these things ought never to have any kind of authority entrusted to him he must be stigmatized as ignorant even though he be skilful in calculation and versed in all sorts of accomplishments and feats of mental dexterity and the opposite are to be called wise even although in the words of the proverb they know neither how to read nor how to swim and to them as to men of sense authority is to be committed for o oh my friends how can there be the least shadow of wisdom when there is no harmony there is none but the noblest and greatest of harmonies may be truly said to be the greatest wisdom and of this he is a partaker who lives according to reason whereas he who is devoid of reason is the destroyer of his house and the opposite of the saviour of the state he is ignorant of political wisdom let this then as i was saying be laid down by us cleinias let this be laid down end of part one of book three recording in memory of mitchell edwards